You're listening to the Badass Babes podcast, the show wherein I tell you about legendary women and 21st century female bosses, how and why their names are carved in history books, and how the 21st century woman is hitting work targets while juggling home chores. Here's two strong women. Maybe know them, maybe beat them, maybe raise them. Welcome to another episode of Badass Babes podcast. And today we are going to be talking about an Indian diplomat, a politician and sister of India's first Prime Minister, who was Jawaharlal Nehru. I am going to be talking about Vijaya Lakshmi Pandit. Now she was born in Allahabad in what was then the United Provinces, later Uttar Pradesh on 18th August 1900 and was given the name Swarup Komari, which meant beautiful princess. She was the eldest daughter of distinguished Brahmin lawyer Moti Lal Nehru and 11 years younger than her brother Jawaharlal. Accustomed to luxury and educated at home and in Switzerland, she was greatly influenced by Mohandas Gandhi and became identified with the struggle for independence. She was imprisoned by the British on three different occasions. First, 1932-33, second, 1940, and third, 1942-1943. Now, in May 1921, she married Ranjit Sitaram Pandit, who was he? He was a foreign-educated barrister from Kathiawar. At that time, she changed her name to Vijaya Lakshmi Pandit. Now, the Pandits had three daughters, including the novelist Nayantara Pandit Sehgal. Her husband died on January 14, 1944. Now, in 1934, Pandit's long career in politics officially began with her election to the Allahabad Municipal Board. In 1936, she was elected to the Assembly of the United Provinces and in 1937 became Minister of Local Self-Government and Public Health, the first Indian woman ever to become a cabinet minister. Now, like all Congress party office holders, she resigned in 1939 to protest against the British government's declaration that India was a participant in World War II. Along with other Congress leaders, she was imprisoned after the Congress quit India resolution of 1942 August. Now, forced to reorientate her life after her husband's death, Pandit travelled in the US from late 1944 to early 1946, mainly on lecture tour. Returning to India in January 1946, she resumed her portfolio as Minister of Local Self-Government and Public Health in the United Provinces. In the fall of 1946, she undertook her first official diplomatic mission as leader of the Indian delegation to the United Nations General Assembly. She also led India's delegations to the General Assembly in 1947, 1948, 1952, 53 and 1963. Now, Pandit was elected to India's Constituent Assembly in 1946. Shortly after India's independence in 1947, she joined the Foreign Service and was appointed India's first ambassador to the Soviet Union. In early 1949, she became ambassador to the United States. Now, in November 1951, she returned to India to contest successfully for a seat in the Lok Sabha. In the first general elections, 
In September 1953, she was given the honor of being the first woman and the first Asian to be elected president of the UN General Assembly. For nearly seven years, beginning in December 1954, Pandit served as Indian High Commissioner Ambassador to the United Kingdom, including a tense period in British-Indian relations at the time of the Suez and Hungarian crisis in 1956. From March 1963 until August 1963, she served as governor of the state of Maharashtra. Now, Jawaharlal Nehru passed away on 27th May 1964, which came as a great shock for her. In November, she was elected to the Lok Sabha in a by-election in the Filifor constituency of Uttar Pradesh, which her brother had represented for 17 years. She was re-elected in the fourth general elections in 1967, but resigned the following year for personal reasons. Furious at Indira Gandhi's state of emergency suspension of democratic processes from 1975 to 1977, she campaigned against her niece. Her efforts resulted in an electoral defeat for Gandhi. Pandit had not been politically active for several years when she died in Dehradun on 1st December 1990. On the occasion of her death, President Ramaswamy Venkataram described Pandit as a luminous strand in the tapestry of India's freedom struggle. Distinctive in her elegance, courage and dedication, Mrs. Pandit was an asset to the national movement. So, ladies and gentlemen, this was Pandit. Full name, Vijaya Lakshmi Pandit, who lived for 90 years and earned way more respect, way more uh, name. And of course, she was first in so many things. I hope you liked the today's episode. You can catch us on Hubhopper, on Geo Savan and Google Podcasts. So stay tuned. We post podcast every third day. Till then, 